Hey you, welcome to this episode. <laughs> Today I'm concluding the series about GDP. I'm going to be picking up for where the last episode stopped. I'm just going to dive right in. So I'm going to start with types of um, GDP measurements, the calculation approaches, then GDP versus GNP, and then we'll wrap it up. So first of all, types of GDP measurements. So um, there are different types of GDP measurements to be fair. But I'm just going to talk about three. Nominal GDP, real GDP, and GDP per capita. So what is nominal GDP? This is a GDP figure that is, you know, usually reported, and then it's the GDP figure that you get to see in the news um, more often than not, the one that headlines, and it's the GDP figure that you are used to. It's GDP that is calculated in terms of the current market prices. Then real GDP, this is the GDP that economists are more keen about because it adjusts for inflation by using a price deflator. Basically, nominal GDP might seem high because of inflation because we understand that the prices of goods and services are an important input in calculating the GDP. So if the price of goods and services are going up, which is literally the definition of inflation, um, but the quantity or like the value of the goods and services aren't increasing, it gives a false impression that the economy is growing when in fact it isn't. It's just price changes. So to be able to filter out the effect of inflation, economists use a GDP deflator to literally, <laughs> as the name implies, deflate the GDP to its actual size. And this allows for us to be able to compare across years seamlessly. The GDP deflator essentially shows the extent of price changes on GDP by establishing a base year and secondly comparing you know the current prices to the price of the base year. So basically a base year is chosen and then it is the price level of that base year that is used to calculate the current GDP. Hence the effect of inflation is practically erased. I'm sure this sounds like a lot of jargon, but let me give you a very simplified example to kind of um, show you what I'm talking about. Let's say there's an economy, right? A hypothetical economy that produces only shoes. And let's speak a base year, say 1994 or whatever year, 1994. And, um, and let's calculate the GDP for that year. Obviously, our current year is 2020, right? Um, so in 1994, the price of shoes were $10, and then in 1994, we produced 30 units of shoes within the economy. So the GDP would be 10 times 30, which is $300. In 2020, however, due to COVID and um, so many other things, we only produced 15 shoes, right? But then it's 2020, I mean 2020 and 1994, years apart, and then the price of shoes are now at hundred dollars in 1994 the price of shoes were ten dollars now they are at a hundred dollars but we produce only 15 units of shoes so our GDP our nominal GDP if you calculate our nominal GDP would be 1,500 and it will give you the false sense that oh the GDP has grown so much from 300 to 1,500 but then the real GDP using the base year of 1994 would actually be the price in 1994 which is 10 multiply by the units that we produce in 2020 which is 15 and then the real GDP will be 150. So now we are able to compare the GDP of 1994 and the GDP of 2020 on, on the same level. 
So now we are comparing 300 to 150. Obviously, the GDP for 2020 is smaller because they produce less units. So having a base year um, um, essentially enables you to compare G GDP seamlessly across across years. So the nominal GDP kind of gives a fake sense of growth, but the real GDP can see the economy for what it really is, and then you can easily compare prices between years. Obviously, the example I gave is overly simplified, but I'm sure that you get the drill. Another thing I'm going to talk about is GDP per capita. This is basically the GDP divided by the population of a country. Anyways, anything per capita is that thing divided by population per capita. Yeah, so it essentially measures two things. One, it measures the output per person. In my previous, in the previous episode, in the previous episode, I defined um, GDP in terms of many things. So GDP is also is a measure of productivity, so output. So it essentially measures output per person. So the GDP, if it, so for example, if GDP is 600 and there are 100 people in the country, then GDP per, per capita would be 60. So the assumption is that each person contributed to make the GDP. Obviously, this is not realistic, but it kind of just gives an idea, all right? So the GDP per capita also measures um, a country's standard of living. So when you divide the GDP by the, by the population, you get what each person could be potentially earning. So countries that have a high standard of living, they usually have a smaller population as compared to their GDP. And countries with a low standard of living have their population more than their GDP. It's almost like there are more mouths to feed than you know the income that is earned. Just use that's like an analogy at the back of your mind. Yeah, so countries with smaller population and higher GDP, they have a high GDP per capita because, you know, the wealth is spread amongst fewer people. So if the population is growing at a faster rate than the GDP, then we would have a negative GDP per capita. And then, you know, that literally translates to really low standard of living. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to go to the calculation approaches for GDP. There are three calculation approaches. There's the income, there's the expenditure, and there's the output approach. Um, so for the income approach, you basically calculate um, the income that is earned by all the factors of production in the economy. So the wages that is paid to labor, rent, and um, by land, corporate profits, interest on capital, all of these things, you sum them together and then you get the GDP from the income approach. From the expenditure approach, on the other hand, you're calculating um, the GDP based on the spending that has gone on from different groups in the economy. Just how you know different categories and different groups have spent money within the economy and that's the um, approach that has the famous c plus i plus g <laughs> plus export minus import um, equation to calculate the gdp and then the output um, method as the name implies this measures the total value of um, economic outputs within within an economy or the monetary value of you know outputs within an economy um these three methods basically should give you around obviously they won't give you exactly the same thing because of you know changes here and there but it should give you around the same figure they should estimate um approximately give you around the same figure why because in an economy it is what is produced that is sold so you know if you calculate what is produced that's the output approach you get a figure um what is sold is you know income for the person that sold it so if you calculate all the income you should get around the same figure and then obviously what you what you get as income is you know what you spend and invest in the economy so um yeah they should all give you the same figure because they are basically saying the same thing but like from different perspectives 
yes um so yeah basically give it the same amount so gdp versus gnp this is something that even economists um students not economists <laughs> students in finance and economy kind of confused sometimes but it's very straightforward so gdp measures the economic activities within the borders of a country at a specific period in time so it's like the output the monetary value of all the final goods and services produced within a country at a particular point in time however gnp which is gross national product so the gdp is the gross domestic product and then gmp is the gross national product that measures um viral production by people or corporations that are natives of a particular country so it doesn't matter if the production happened within the country or outside the country as long as you're a native of the country your um income or your expenditure whatever method is used is aggregated together to form the gnp so for example i'm in nigeria and living in nigeria um, if you're calculating the GDP in Nigeria, um, if there are people from China, from Kenya, from Uganda in Nigeria that produce things within this economy, if you're calculating the GDP, we'll do that. We would um, sum it up. So we are going to include both the foreigners, everybody, as long as it happened in Nigeria. But for GMP, it is output produced by only Nigerians. So whether they are in Nigeria or they are wherever they are in the world, that's output. So to calculate GMP, you would normally take the GDP and then you subtract the input from foreigners and then you add what, you know, you know citizens from the country that are outside have produced i hope that was clear enough <laughs> so yeah i'm going to wrap up by saying that gdp is like the largest economic data point it's super important for comparing economies and for making investment decisions and you know G- gdp is one data point that leads to like different data points i mean i talked about the gdp per capita gdp growth rate the gnp and so many other things um so it's like the king of um, economic data is super important. It's what everybody's watching for to make decisions on where to invest um, part time and which country is growing faster, which country is the is the next um, Asian miracle or something. So yeah, um, that's basically it. Thank you for listening. I hope that this was worth your while.